Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. In this episode, we will be venturing on over to Eaton County to explore some forgotten history. I'm welcoming back a guest, Mike Cox, from the Eaton County Historical Commission. And we're going to talk about the subject of the Native Americans in Eaton County and the tragic history of their removal from the area. So welcome back to the show, Mike. Thanks for taking time to be on the podcast today. Glad to be back. So, Mike, for the people that maybe missed the earlier interview, could you maybe introduce yourself and and explain who the Eaton County Historical Commission is? Well, thank you, Michael. The Eaton County Historical Commission is an arm of the Eaton County government where 12 volunteers that have an interest in Eaton County history were appointed to three-year terms. And even though we're part of the county, we're largely Mm self-sufficient. We write books as a main way to raise funds for the grant program we have with the commission. That's great. I had no idea that you guys were connected with the county. That's great to see that set up. I wish more counties would do that. That is a sounds like a great program. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, it's a, an interesting group of people. Uh, we do besides writing books, we hold an annual heritage conference, and mm-hmm. I'll talk more about that. That's coming up in June. Oh, and fabulous. we also do cemetery tours uh, around the county. Yep. Okay, so in regards to the Native American history in Eaton County, can we first begin with what tribes were indigenous to the area? Well, the Potawatomi uh, moved to Eaton County in the mid-1770s. Mm-hmm. They were mainly around Detroit, and they came westward. Mm-hmm. Uh, up around the Grand River, there were some Odawa and uh, Ojibwe. Uh, many of you have probably heard about Chief Okemos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, even though he had a village in now Meridian Township, Bingham County, he did spend some time along the Grand River okay. uh, there in Delta Township. But it's mainly um, Potawatomi people in the southern part of the county. Okay. And so what were some of the events that led up to their removal from the county? Okay. Well, basically, uh, to give you a a real quick history, uh, when the uh, Euro-Americans moved in, there were conflicts with the Native Americans, Mm -hmm. and there were a series of treaties negotiated. And the one that impacted the Potawatomi in Eaton County was the Treaty of Saginaw of 1819. Uh, Lewis Cass, uh, the territorial governor at the time, negotiated that treaty. Uh, It basically ceded the Native Americans gave gave up the rights to about six million acres of Michigan. And that included what's now Eaton County. The Potawatomi and Eaton County were never consulted 
about that. And then because of the people coming in mm -hmm. uh, and the conflicts between the Native Americans and the settlers, uh, in 1830, President Andrew Jackson uh, proposed legislation called the Indian Removal Act of 1830. And the idea mm -hmm. was to take the Native Americans and relocate them beyond the Mississippi River. Okay. And this completely neglected the fact that there were Native Americans west of the Mississippi River. Uh, the Removal <laughs> Act was pretty controversial. Yeah. Uh, the Southerners and Westerners thought it was a good idea. The people in New England and the clergy thought it was an awful idea, and it only got through the Congress with on two votes. Well, after hmm. that, 1830, the removals started in Michigan. The removal didn't happen until 1840. They had planned to do it in, oh, about 1837, but there was a big financial panic and no money. Oh, well, okay. people were moving into Eaton County, and the Native Americans were being dispossessed from their land. They had an entirely different idea of land and land ownership. Right. Uh, they were very communal, mm -hmm. uh, whereas we're very property oriented individual right. property rights so uh, in 1840 general hugh brady who was a u.s army general stationed in detroit okay. was directed to remove the potawatomi out of southern michigan okay well he didn't have uh, enough soldiers to do it he only had about 200 soldiers so he hired people called conductors. Uh, they were private citizens, uh -huh. uh, and it was their job to track down and then take the Native people west wow. uh, to, in our case, what was called the Osage Indian Agency in what's now Kansas. Okay. And in the fall of 1840, Brady marched westward and the native americans knew he was coming and mm -hmm. there were two bands of potawatomi here in eaton county down in the southern part in walton township right uh there was a, a big uh village outside of what's now bellevue mm -hmm. and there was they had they had been there so long there was a big graveyard there okay and of those two bands one of them was led by a chief called Tuckamen. He had fought under Tecumseh in the War of 1812. And um, uh -huh. in October of 1813, uh, Tuckamen and Tecumseh were involved in what was called the Battle of the Ta Thames in uh, what's now Chatham, Ontario, just not very far from Windsor. Okay. Well, his band, Tuckerman's band, fled into Canada. Okay. And as far as I could tell, they ended up on Walpole Island. Now, wow. the other band 
uh, led by uh, a chief called Makamut, was not so lucky. Uh, there's an account by a settler, a friend of him, a guy's name was David Lucas. Okay. He uh, wrote later, and it's in the Pioneer History, that this band had gathered on their ponies in a council trying to decide what they were going to do. Well, they mm -hmm. fled westward, crossed the Grand River about Grand Ledge, and then started following the Looking Glass River up to the northeast and struck what was called the Grand River Trail, figuring they could mm -hmm. make faster time. Well, the army was right behind them. Oh. And the uh, Muckamoots band went into a swamp somewhere around Corona and Shiawassee County. Mm -hmm. And basically the army surrounded them and uh, forced them to surrender. And then they were forcibly marched first to Owasso and then to Marshall. Okay. And then they m were marched to a place called, I think it was Peru, Illinois, on the river. Okay. And they were put on boats taken huh. down the Illinois River and then back up the Mississippi to the Osage Agency, where, frankly, they were the uh, literal fish out of water. Right. They were used to woods huh. in, yeah. in Kansas. It was the plains. Uh, there were no trees. Wow. Uh, the, uh, the Indian agent there would give them food, uh -huh. provided uh, there was any money for it. And after about a year in their first, what they, uh, first payment they got, many of them just came back to Michigan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty awful. Um, not many of them died on this march. It took about, oh, almost two months to make it to Kansas. Mm -hmm. And the reason why many of them didn't die is they were on boats for a good portion of the time. Okay. But those conductors, those soldiers, mm -hmm. they stole most of the Potawatomi's horses and most of their baggage. Wow. Uh, it's really a pretty sad uh, episode in Michigan history. Mm -hmm. uh, it There weren't as many deaths as there were in the Potawatomi removal of 1838 from northern Indiana, mm -hmm. where I'm trying to remember how many died there, but it was about one, it, uh, I want to say about one-tenth of the Potawatomi died mm -hmm. uh, on that uh, the group from Indiana but only several died in the, the group from Eaton County. But still, it's awful. I mean, imagine being, you know, yes. taken from your lane. Totally demoralizing. You know? I mean, you gotta, it's, it's got to be the most um, you know, emotionally you know, disorienting thing for them as well to be lose, right. to lose what they're familiar yeah. with and their – all their customs and everything are related to the a lot of the land right. they live in, you know. Right. Exactly. Wow. And um, 
you know, men, some of them migrated back to Michigan from Canada. Yeah. Many came back from what's now Kansas. Uh, today in Eaton County, uh, really, you know, there are Native Americans in Eaton County, about mm -hmm. almost 600, according to the last census, okay. uh, from various, you know, and sundry tribes. There's no reservations in Eaton mm -hmm. County. And, you know, there were like eight villages. But today, you know, most of those villages have probably, you know, been plowed up because of all the farmland and urban yeah. expansion in the county. Right. Um, if you get up in the northwest corner, you have Sabi Lake, named after Chief Saba. And hmm. there's a few other Native American names, but that's pretty much... Yeah, the remains of the, the history. Yeah, of that. I know in, of uh, that history. There's a the reservation that's here in Calhoun County. They had uh, established the Pine Creek Reservation, right uh, around the 1840s. I guess they were part of the crowd, the group that came back. Right, and they, yeah, you know, they were they were rounded up at the same time yep. as uh, the band in Eaton County. Mm -hmm. And I can't quite prove it. I've gotten um, a transcript of what's called the muster roll. The agent wrote down all the names oh, of the okay. people they conducted out west. And there's about 400 from the, uh, the Huron Band of Potawatomi from your neck of the woods. Right. And I think the Eaton County people were combined with the Huron Potawatomi, but I can't prove it for sure. Although I do see the name of, uh, you know, uh, the, the chief from Eaton County in that okay. listing. It's okay. spelled slightly differently. I can't say conclusively that's the only piece of evidence I have, mm -hmm. but I know they were both taken in late 1840 right. and there's no separate muster roll for the Eden County removal but we know it happened yeah wow did you check the one they have a muster uh, roll at the the Potawatomi tribe has down there if you go to yeah wait, I wait. have that one okay so they yeah they, you know in a, in a lot of those old you know, the people writing them were were probably writing the names down phonetically. Exactly. You know, and yeah, I, that, I find that, that with a lot of old documents. And I found, you know, I've looked, even just searching things like um, marriage records and birth records on people that, you know, uh, maybe not so much with birth records, but with marriage records, trying to trace somebody, you will find their own surname misspelled. And that's not just with... That would be with anybody, and a lot of it had a lot to do with illiteracy. They didn't know how to spell their own names, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, I did right. that when I was doing research, and I found, you know, the the connection. But their parents are correct, so you know you got the right person. They just have a different spelling now, um, twenty years yeah. later, and um, yeah, it's kind uh, of an interesting journey you when you get into digging into those old records, you know. So. Oh yeah. And especially, you know, when you look at the, the various, uh, you know, the census, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the year. 
And, you know, you get like the census of 1840, for instance, and the enumerator shows up and the only person there is the 13-year-old son who gives the information the best right. he can. And the enumerator just, like you say, writes it what he hears. Yeah, he's just trying uh, to get on to the next house. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, now, in Eaton County, are there any museums that have some of the artifacts or some of this history that yes. people can see? Or Yeah, there, uh, the um, museum in Eaton Rapids mm -hmm. does have some artifacts, uh, you know, the, at the uh, Miller um, Dairy uh, facility there. Okay. Uh, also, if you go to the Courthouse Square Association, Okay. Um, which is in the old court, 1885 courthouse in downtown Charlotte. You can't miss it. Oh, it's a beautiful uh, museum. They, Definitely. Yeah. 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 They have artifacts there. They're open Monday to Friday, eight to five. And for a mm -hmm. dollar, dollar, you can tour the building. Hmm. And it's a lot of fun. Right. Um, you know, and I've, you know, done some digging, um, you know, about the, the various accounts and so on. Um, when I get a chance, I'm going to go to uh, Central Michigan. They have uh, General Hugh Brady's letters there. Oh, okay. And I would like to review those and see if there's any discussion of the removal in Eaton County. Yeah. Um, that yeah. would be an interesting set of documents to, uh, to read. Because he was over oh, yeah. the removal in a lot of the counties, wasn't he? Like the whole state? Uh, South. Yeah. As far as I know, it, he did the removals in 1840. Okay. There was another removal in the state. Uh, 1838, um, there were some Potawatomi re removed from St. Joseph. Okay. Um the band of Potawatomi, the Poconon band, um, they did not get removed. They got an exemption in the Treaty of Chicago in 1833. And Hugh, Bra uh, Hugh uh, Brady tried to remove them. Huh. And they, they ended up getting a court order from the state of Michigan. I haven't seen it, but it basically told Brady to go take a hike. Good. Uh, Good he them. wasn't allowed to dispossess those people. Mm -hmm. uh, Epaphroditus Ransom, uh, the Supreme Court Justice, wrote the order. Yeah. I love the name Epaphroditus. Yeah. Um, when oldest was born, I uh, I told my uh, then wife I would like to name him Epaphroditus, and uh, she didn't think that was such a good idea. I, I came across but, his name when I was studying some information about Augusta because he was involved with the founding of the village of Augusta, and right. I think his father served in the um, Revolutionary War. His father was a Revolutionary War vet, and he had moved to Michigan Indeed. with him when he was a young man, and he's buried in Kalamazoo right. County. Fascin I mean, you can't forget a name like that when you come across Ransom, big exactly. name over in Kalamazoo County. Fascinating. Right. Yeah, his <laughs> uh, portraits, in, or at least when I uh, worked at the state capitol as a tour guide way back in the 1970s, his picture was, uh, because he was governor of the state at one time, his mm -hmm. picture was 
lived up on the third floor of the rotunda of the state capitol wow. um yeah yeah a little bit of uh uh interesting history there about the pokemon band i think he was, yeah uh, didn't he go by the he had he, he couldn't have people probably weren't calling him by that full name i think he went by effie right. or something like that uh, I, I I don't know, but uh, yeah. I always thought the name was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely um, has a lot of Dutch flavor to it, you know, the, yeah. with those long yeah. Dutch names. Very right. interesting history. So there's um, so we have those museums that have some of the artifacts, and you're and you guys are probably working on. You'll probably have future books coming out with the uh, right after you get yeah, done with your research. Next- right our next book is going to be called tapestry and it's really going to be just a whole series of articles from those of us on the commission mm-hmm. uh things that interest us uh for instance uh i'm i wrote the article on the native american removal in eaton county mm-hmm. another article is going to be about the dire kiln in bellevue uh, the um, historical commission, uh, our Pat Terrell from the commission, is working with the uh, residents down there to restore the Dyer kiln, which was a limestone kiln uh, back early uh, in the 1800s. There's uh-huh. a lot of limestone down in Bellevue. Right. And if you burn limestone, uh, you put it in a big brick mm-hmm. beehive, for lack of a better term, and you layer wood and limestone. And if you burn it, it turns into lime, and it can be used for mortar and cement. Oh, okay. And the, the kiln is kind of in sorry shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, the commission is raising funds. Uh, We've had a couple fundraisers already. The county passed a park millage last year, and a portion of those funds will go to help restore the kiln. The idea is at least we want to get a cover over it so it won't deteriorate any further. Uh, So that's one of our big projects coming up right now. but our next book is probably going to come out in about three or four months um, with a whole bunch of different articles. Yeah. Um, Well, great. So what uh, can we talk about some of the events that are coming up with the Eaton County historical commission that you guys have coming up this year? Right. Our first event coming up on Wednesday, the 12th of April at 6 PM, Mm -hmm will be a talk about the Ernst Floater Photography Collection. Uh, Mr. Flotner was a uh, resident of Grand Ledge, and so this will be at the Grand Ledge Public Library at 6 o'clock. He was a German citizen who was constructed conscripted into the uh, German army in World War II Mm -hmm. and got captured by the Allies and spent almost two years as a prisoner of war in the United States. Well, he liked it so much, 
He came <laughs> back to the United States in 1957 with his wife. And uh-huh. about 1960, they settled at Grand Ledge. Uh-huh. Well, he was a professional photographer. He, okay. if, if you went to his, stu- just about everybody in Grand Ledge passed through his studio, he did wedding portraits, he did mm-hmm. baby pictures, he did graduation pictures, and he also loved to photograph every event in Grand Ledge. Oh. And he, you know, became, he loved the United States. I mean, that's why he mm-hmm. came back. He was no lover of Nazism, but he got constricted into the army. Right. And that's, you know, and he lived to be 90 years old. He died, I think, back in 2015. Mm-hmm. And most of his family donated most of his negatives wow. to the Grand Ledge Library. And they have cataloged them all with the help of the Grand Ledge Historical Society. And uh, the Historical Commission gave the library a grant to help them. And they've all been digitized. Wow. And they're on the Ledge Library website. Wow. So anybody, any one of your listeners, Google the Grand Ledge Public Library Mm-hmm. Look for the Ernst Floater Flattner collection, and you can look at all these pictures. Great. Um, and then uh, his uh, uh, some of his family, I think one of his daughters is coming back for the presentation in April. Okay. And um, so that that that'll be a, an interesting event we have coming up. Great! Yeah, that sounds like a fascinating one to see that whole collection. People should right. definitely mark that on their calendars. And then you said there was another event you had coming up in June. Right we, on June twenty fourth, we're going to have our annual heritage conference at the okay. Gothic Mill in Bellevue, oh, which okay. is a, it's a state historic site. Uh, the Gothic Mill is an old grist mill that oh. this family has restored, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Great. Uh, people can go to the Eden County Historical Commission uh, website, which if you go to the Eden County mm-hmm. government website, just pull down the menu and find mm-hmm. the Historical Commission. Um we're going to have our annual heritage awards. We're going to have uh, pre- we're going to have talk about our grant awards okay. because we'll be making our grants in. Well, we'll decide in May. Okay, and people will get an opportunity to tour the mill. Wow. Uh, it's it's a wonderful place. Uh, when, when was that grist mill uh, built? Do you do you know the year it was built? I don't remember exactly when it was built, but I think it was built fairly early on uh, in the, I want to say about 1870. I'm sorry, I don't okay. know the exact yeah. date. So um, it's one of the early pioneer mills right. in that period. Well, okay. Bellevue, the town of Bellevue was mm-hmm. the first county seat and the first okay. township really settled in Eaton County. Oh, okay. Um, so, I didn't know that. That's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
that's going to be one event. And so that's going to be at nine in the morning. We'll mm -hmm. open the doors at eight. We'll have refreshments. We'll have our awards and have a lunch. And then at one o'clock, no, one thirty, mm -hmm. we're going to go to the Bellevue Cemetery and we're going to mm -hmm. do a tour. Uh, there'll be oh. five or six of us who will... <laughs> portray uh, some of the early people in uh, Bellevue. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Dyer is not buried in that cemetery <laughs> okay. from the kiln. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so that'll be fun. Uh, I've not, you That's know, been That's a pretty historic that. cemetery. I have not gone up there to do any filming yet, so I may just have to show up on that one. That sounds like a fun yeah, event that to would go be, to. You'd be, you and yeah. any of your listeners would be more yeah. than welcome. Uh, we won't charge you, but everybody else gets charged five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's uh, always you know, a joy. Like I said, you know, we're, we're pretty much self-funded, so you know we've got yeah. to uh, get anywhere we can. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the other things, too, and we don't have a date for this in June yet, is uh, we're, we're, we've talked to the daughters of the Union veterans of the Civil War. They mm -hmm. have a hall in Sunfield, the old Grand Army of the Republic Hall. Okay. And we're, we're going to uh, have them open up the hall and have them give a talk about the Grand Army of the Republic, which uh -huh. was the fraternal organization mm -hmm. of veterans of the Civil War. Yeah. And this building is just chock full of history. The coolest thing, I think, in mm -hmm. there are the chairs. And you're going, chairs? Well, the chairs have the names of the deceased veterans on oh, them. From the Sunfield area so, or? Right, all, yeah, anybody oh. who belonged to the post there wow. in Sunfield. Wow. It, when they died, they did a chair mm -hmm. and put the, the, the member's name and the I believe the date of their death on the chair. Wow. Uh, also, on the, on the uh -huh. front of the building, they have a couple uh, cannon, mm -hmm. uh, the cannon from the Spanish-American War. Mm -hmm. And on the bottom of the cannons, or actually the base they sit on, mm -hmm. there's inscriptions of the charter members of the post. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, did those, uh, the, they did uh, in sandstone. And sandstone's really soft, so the names mm -hmm. are pretty much disappeared and the daughters are trying to raise money to rebuild okay. those platforms wow. um but uh yeah the uh the post dates from 1898 wow uh, and there there was a big account of it in the sunfield paper mm -hmm. uh i always like reading the old newspaper accounts mm -hmm. of some of these celebrations they're yeah. they're very interesting that's another but, fascinating uh, GIR museum in Eden, Eden Rapids, I think it is. Eden Rapids. Yep, yes, I've been Eden to that Rapids. one. I, I went to a couple, an event there. It was a great event. And uh, 
right. did a tour. It's yep. just an amazing building in itself. So a lot of GAR right. museum history in Eaton County. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The um, Up on the second floor of that GAR museum mm-hmm. is the meeting place for that post or what used to be the post there. Okay. Uh, the interesting thing is you can go just about in any GAR hall and they look very much the same. The one in Sunfield mm-hmm. looks like the one in Eaton Rapids. Oh, really? Okay. Except for the things on the wall. But there, it's many of the, the people in the GAR were masons. Okay. So the the GAR layout is very much like a Masonic layout in a Masonic temple, or so okay. I've been told. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's like a dais, almost like, and then there's a, a, an altar mm-hmm. in front of the dais or podium. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 interesting. The style but, of the uh, architecture they used. Right. Well, but. Yeah, those are the events we have coming up. Our history happy hour uh, mm-hmm. on the twelfth of uh, uh, April, and then another one in June, date to be announced yet, and then our conference and cemetery tour on June twenty fourth. Wow, that sounds like and, a lot of fun. I'm gonna have to put all those dates down, check it out. We'll put the uh, the link to the Eaton County Historical Commission in the show notes for you folks so you can check these out and mark these dates on your calendar Um, and definitely go visit some of these museums that uh, mike has mentioned i've been to a few of them i want to go see the one in sunfield now i'm going to put that on my list to try to go to that event too that would be an interesting one to go see yeah well the the, um normally the gar hall is not open but right. we'll hope to have it open for that that our event yeah uh the, i went there for the first time i want to say in 2018 mm-hmm. they had it open during the sunfield farmers picnic in august okay and uh that was that was really interesting and right down the street from the GAR Hall is the Welch Museum. Hmm. It's in the old hardware store. And that place is just really fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is excellent. We'll have to definitely have a a, a lot of summer tours going out there, folks. So get yourself on over into Eaton County. Um, Been a pleasure talking to you today, Mike. It's uh, always fun to have you on. You have such great stories to tell. Definitely have to have you back on again for some more stories of maybe uh, other adventures and people from Eaton County. Uh, It was fascinating to hear about the Native American history. Uh, Kind of a sad, tragic story, but it was that similar across the state. I would during that period, a lot of uh, injustices were done and taking people away from their land and their places that they grew up. They were living and they're they've been raised on, you know. Um, yeah, but it's just one of those chapters of history you can't ignore and learn from it and move on, I guess. Um, well, thank you for joining me today, Mike. I've been speaking with Mike Cox from the Eaton County Historical Commission, and they have a great website with a lot of information. So I will put the links to that in the description so you guys can put all these 
incredible events that he talked about onto your calendar and go and support the organization. And then you can also make a donation if you can't go to the Eaton County Historical Commission through those website links as well. And um, anything else last minute you'd like to add, Mike? No, no, but uh, thanks for the opportunity to talk about the local history. Uh, it's a fascinating subject. Yep, always fun. Well, until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and we explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>